0: Internets, this episode is brought to you by the good folks at Hulu. Let me put you on to something. Once you see the truth, you can't unsee it. Hulu presents a new comedy series, Woke, following Keefe, an African-American cartoonist, finally on the verge of mainstream success when an unexpected incident changes everything. Listen to me. Starring Lamar Morris, Woke premieres all episodes exclusively on Hulu, September 9th. Get ready for it. Microphone check Welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show Internets, peace and blessings to you and yours I hope everyone's doing well You know, right off the bat I just want to say thank you, Internets Thank you for checking out the Premium Pete Show Thank you for telling a friend to tell a friend And if you haven't, please do so, okay Thank you for all the Internets That are drinking wine with me Thank you for all the Internets That have been day one since the Combat Jack Show Rest in peace to the late, great Reggie Ose better known as Combat Jack, my brother, I miss him every day, and I know the world does, and that really makes me proud to know that, like, you know, we didn't really, you know, nobody did any drama thing or bullshit, like, it's all been love, you know, we we get hit up worldwide, and I know he's looking down proud, so Internets, if you've been messing with the Combat Jack show and me since day one, salutes, if you've been with the Premium Petro since day one, salutes, if you just joined today, salutes, and I appreciate you, okay, This week's episode, before we get to it, I do want to say this. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're on every platform. Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, um, Stitcher, Mixcloud, etc. Okay? We're also on YouTube. We got clips and we got full uh, videos up there. We really started to, you know, start putting stuff up this last year. So go to Premium Pete Show on YouTube. Subscribe, rate, leave a comment. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I always say this. Over the years we've been doing this show, You never know who's going to be on. It could be an actor, an athlete, an entrepreneur, an artist, a producer, you know, a person with a great story. People from all walks of life. But I'll tell you one thing for sure. We're going to have conversation. I know it's kind of interview-based, but no, fuck that. I do conversations. And we're going to have real conversations. And you know what they're going to be? Not just for us, meaning me and the person, but it's for the people, for y'all to get inspired, for y'all to learn something. And I think that's... That's, that makes me happy. So, Antoinette, remember, whatever you're going through now, if you're discouraged, you're depressed, I say this a lot because I want people to know you're not alone, okay? Hit somebody up. If you're going through something, you know, go to therapy. Therapy, I, you know, I love how, for some people, therapy is becoming cool. Therapy should be as cool as a pair of Yeezys or sneakers. Whatever you think is cool, maybe, you know, if, if it's a boat or whatever, that's what therapy should be to you, okay? Now, Make sure you subscribe, you rate, you leave a comment. A lot of people always ask me, you know, Pete, how can we support? Well, please rate, leave a comment, and tell a friend to tell a friend, okay? And yeah, I think it's time to do what we always like to do, and that is open up your Twitter app, open up your Instagram app, at premium p at premium petro and check the fucking let me know where you're listening from let me know what you're doing if you're listening to an episode a certain episode you like or anything like just hit me up at premium p at premium petro and check the fucking like i like to say now special episode this week we got the one and only the return of the legendary ed lover now for those of you who have heard the the first Ed Lover episode, it was amazing. It was all over the place. It did extremely well. You know, Ed has spoke about his departure from Power 105 and, you know, how that was kind of like a bit ordeal the way they handled them and Yo MTV Raps and how he went from making $500 a week into making $250,000 a year for Yo MTV Raps, all thanks to the legendary Lior Cohen. But now, when you get a return episode, it's special because we don't go over the full, full journey, but Ed Lever has stories for days. I promise you he needs to write a book, okay? He has stories for days. For those who don't know Ed Lever, okay? A, he, yes, he is a comedian, radio personality, actor, okay? no Nobody could ever—if you don't know, please put yourself up on your MTV Raps, and you can find him. He's been on Backspin, he's been on Hot 97, been on Power—Ed, Lisa, and Dre, been on Power 105— Now he's on 104.3 in Chicago. Internets, Ed Lover has stories for days. If you love hip-hop and you love stories, the Return of Ed Lover episode is for you. Internets, let me shut up. Let me grab my glass of wine. You grab yours, too. I'm messing with the back this week, okay? And tell a friend to tell a friend and share this episode and get ready for the return of Ed Lover on this week's episode of The Premium Pete Show. Let's get to it.
1: Cheer. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is Fat Man Scoop, the Undisputed Voice of the Club, the two-time Grammy Award winner. Let me make this official for you. Fat Man Scoop, Quark McClan, Internets. It's time to go with my dude, Premium Pete. Let's get focused. Let's go, Internets. Let's turn up. One time, Premium Pete. Come
0: on, everybody get set. Let's go. It's the next episode. It's the Premium Pete Show. News, interviews, all of the info. Listen up. It's the Premium Pete Show. If you want the scoop and the low, down low. Listen to the show, cause nook said so Fuck what you heard, better act like you know It's the Premium Pete Show Internets, welcome back to another episode of the Premium Pete Show The Return What's up Internets? What's good? (laughs) It's Ed Lover, what's happening? The Return of Ed Lover Listen, Ed, okay, we sat down, we did an episode, okay We spoke about everything And people poured in tremendously like this is not something i'm just saying i'm not a uh what do you call this a narcissist where i'm like i'm thinking i'm yeah. the fucking man no people were showing so much love thank you um, thank you yeah yeah now, do you remember when that yes. when that came out when people hit me yes. up yeah thank you not winning eight yeah 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 i know what right the
1: hell are you doing in eight um Pete?
0: man i got tired of covid i said to myself i says i haven't been around i haven't done anything um i got to get in the car I'm on to drive and, okay. I, and I wound up in North Carolina uh-huh. and, and uh, <laughs> I swear to God. And yeah. I, I got like this little Airbnb by the lake and I was smoking cigars and, and, and just chilling on the lake. And I was like, "Damn, this North Carolina sun is fucking hot. And then I, I, my, I spoke to my friend from Atlanta. So, you know what, maybe I'm, it's only six hours away. Right. Maybe I'll take a ride. I'll get an Airbnb and I'll continue to clear my mind. And maybe I'll do a couple of episodes because I'll be honest with you. And, and somebody who is literally a radio icon, a radio legend, um, I've been doing podcasts in a long time, 10 plus years, Right. but this whole COVID shit, like, I'm not really into the Zoom. I'm not really into like, this, I can't feel the body language. Of, I run out of shit to talk yeah, about. You know, it's like, it's not <laughs> like, like, like somebody I want to like, keep
1: talking about COVID. That's how yeah. I feel on my radio show. Like, every day we have a COVID-19 news update and I'm glad that the, that our sister station was the new station breaks in and yep, does it yep. because every day I don't want to talk about this shit. Yeah. You know, life got to continue and we just got to learn to enjoy ourselves. And, you know, we talk about what we're doing during. The times with quarantine, crazy and stuff like that. But I don't want to have that conversation every day. It's depressing.
0: Sure, sure. You know, now now let me ask you, you've been on so many radio stations, your radio career, TV, so many things. People listen, people who know Ed Lever, Okay, you always when he comes and sits with me, you are always going to learn a little bit more but also people who don't know him, I want you to learn, okay? Our first episode, if you never heard of Ed Love, I want you to go back and check that out because that's where we talk about growing up and his drive and all the successes from making 500 hours a week to making 250000 <laughs> right, that we are. Shout out yeah. to Leo Cohen. Shout out he, to Leo. He said, I, I don't know if I can get his voice down correct, but I get you the money. You
1: know? <laughs> shout out to Charlie
0: Stetler, too. Yeah. So, but, but now, you know, I say to myself, the return episodes, we always check in with the person, find out what's going on, give him his flowers, you know what I mean? See what he got going on. Now, you're still in the Chicago radio. What station is that? 104.3
1: Jams in yeah. Chicago. The yeah. love Lover morning show yeah. in the morning.
0: Shouts to Krista. Shout uh, to Krista. Shout out to Jen. Yep. Shouts to Jen. And, and you, you know, radio all this time. And I say to myself, when I talk about podcasting and sometimes I don't feel it. How do you? It's almost like writer's block. Like, you know how people get writers' by like, Yeah. How do you when you have ba- and you had plenty of bad days? You lost friends, um, and still went on the radio. Yeah. Still did what you do. Is it your therapy? Honestly, like doing radio. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, because um, it allows me to talk to people directly. It also allows me to express myself and um. In many different ways. You know, it, it, I could cry on the radio if I want to. I could just really be happy and joyful if I want to. I could crack jokes if I want to. And it's immediate. And that's what I always like about it. You know, it's like, okay, oh, man, I listen to you every day. Like, some people, that's their routine. Yep, They wake up in the morning, let me see what this is. Let me see what that is. And It doesn't matter who the radio personality is. Everybody has their favorite segments that certain people Will do, you know, shout out to nephew Tommy. People love his prank phone calls. Yep, yep. So they make an appointment to listen to that. So that's the joy for me is that's therapy. It's like doing stand up. Like I can't wait to get back on stage and yeah, just stand yeah. up again.
0: You always I mean, be funny with the jokes. Let me ask you, when we, when we speak about comedy, it's funny how many uh, networking and springboarding are two of the most important words. Yeah. And you've done both of them. And what I mean by that is, OK, you're a radio guy, but so much more than that. You're right. a comedian, right? Done comedy, right? Done acting, yeah. right? Done brand partnerships, Absolutely. done TV, right? Yeah. You literally springboard of everything you've done, you know? Now, we think about comedy. The funny thing about comedy is you guys make us laugh, but some people are very depressed inside. I mean, look at Robin Williams, yeah. right? I can't believe know, that. We, we, yeah.
1: What a mask he yeah. wore. Yeah. He was super depressed. I can't believe, but sometimes they say the pain is what gives you the best material. So I hope I never get to that point. You know what I mean? So Robin, I couldn't, he was such a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant mind as far as comedy and expressing himself physically as a, as a comedian. I, I would just have never imagined that he was that depressed. Never.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All which, rest of the soul. Which is crazy because, you know, you know. I remember speaking to a therapist uh, recently and we were talking about like, uh, people who commit suicide mm-hmm. and it's insane that she said one of the, uh, 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 one of the keys to seeing somebody is happiness. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, wait, so people are happy and you're going <laughs> to worry about them. It's kind of a weird thing, yeah. but you know, uh, some of the most happiest people, uh, or, or people who make other people happy. Deep down may not be happy, but right. rest in peace, of Rob Williams. And Absolutely, anybody rest in peace of Chris Lighty. Yeah, rest in peace, of Chris Lighty. Um, but, rest, fr- in yeah, yeah, rest in peace of Shakir Stewart. Yep, rest in peace of Jazz Fly. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know, you know um,
1: that hit that hit home. Yeah, I couldn't believe it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You just never
1: really know what goes on in somebody's life. So Jazz Fly, rest in peace, sister.
0: You know, I do want to say this too. You know, anybody listening, watching. If you're going through something, man, find at least one person to talk to. I always tell people, I know it's hard. People want to put other problems on other people, but at least one person you could trust into. And if you yeah. can't do that, go see a stranger, because sometimes that meaning a, a, a therapist, there's nothing wrong with it. People want to get fresh, uh, get, you know, get your mind right. Like, you know, yeah. you, get it,
1: mentally. Yes, fresh. Yes, yes, yes. People want get to look good on fresh. the outside, get you know, and,
0: and you grew up in that era too. Yeah. And with, I've been there. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I've been there if, uh, for all the internets watching and listening. However, you're getting there. I've been there. I've been to the point where I didn't think I was worth anything. I've been to the point where I didn't know where my next dollar was coming from. And I've been to the point where I'm watching people and it could be work related. It could be family related, but you need to go and talk to somebody. Because you need to know that your life is worth something, mm. no matter what. Your life is worth something to somebody. Somebody out there loves you. They really do. And they want you to be here, and they will help you through. But you have to open your mouth and go talk to somebody. Even if nobody in your family understands that you're telling people this that the third is going on with you, and they, like, suck it up, you're going to be fine, and they're blowing it off, go talk to somebody outside of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's plenty of hotlines you can call. There's plenty of places you can walk into that they're absolutely free. There's no shaming being mentally fresh
0: at all. You know, Angie Martinez, uh, you know, I think about when she announced that Biggie passed away, mm-hmm. right? Then you think about all the things you announced, like when you and Dre uh, announced that uh, um but then you announced when Pac got uh, Yeah I did that at Nashville Coliseum. At Nashville Coliseum, right? Yeah. I remember the crowd was like fucking like yeah. confused as Just shit. got
1: silent as hell. And big shout out to Nas for allowing me to do that because they weren't really seeing eye to eye at that time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Shouts to Nas. Now let me ask some through your radio career, do you do you remember how many times you had announced that somebody had passed away? God, I remember. Um Lisa Left Eye, right? I think Left the, Eye, yeah. Aliyah. Yeah. Big.
1: Yeah. Um Pac. Um shit was i on the radio when mc trouble died? He- I'm heavy
0: yeah yeah
1: i'm heavy d um it's just been so many you just you tend to forget man I, well recently when bushwick bill passed yeah, away yeah when, rest in peace oh my god it's just yo, it's I, so I, painful
0: yo not to cut you off but you have been around a long time yeah like, thank God. Uh, like do you see you know of course do you see uh uh yeah. do you realize when people, we're losing a lot of people and like, you know, you ever realize like where you start to feel blessed that you're still here you know, because you could go, look at Prodigy, right look at Combat, right, Right? you know look at Sean Price, you right. know, look, Yeah, look at, you know, I just think about like people, you know uh, you know, Combat's uh, partner, Ed Woods like these guys died, yeah. you know, out of nowhere
1: you know, yeah, just and, and just recently, um, a friend of mine in Chicago, Curtis Goodman just mm-hmm. passed away, right. you know um, rest in peace to him he had family and kids and, and people that loved him you know and it's when it all comes down to it is those personal relationships that you have with people the the fact that I can still smile sometimes when I think of that person and I can still be in pain when I think of that person mm. too you know like you in combat you know yeah. you had your ups and downs or whatever but at the end of the day you guys are still brothers that's yeah. you know that's I used to live next door to Chris Lighty. Like, yeah, I yeah. remember when he signed 50 and um, he took me downstairs to the basement and pulled up 50's album cover, and 50 was buzzing crazy on the mixtapes. Crazy. Like, I had never seen anything like that sweep New York so hard as when 50 and G Unit came. And Chris showed me the album cover of 50 had the Gucci yeah, yeah. thing with yeah. no shirt sure, on not, and the do-rag. Yeah, I was right. like, yo, he's. Up. I was like, if the music is halfway as good as this album cover. Is, from what I heard, he already had out. You know, um, Wankster was already yeah, out. Yeah. Holler Rob. Rob had came out, but I hadn't heard the bulk of that album yet. And then Chris played like three songs for me. I was like, "This dude is out of here." Gone.
0: You know, was he always like when people think of Chris Lighty? You know, they say he had the briefcase. He was like a business guy. He would go in there. He knew the street, but he would go into boardrooms and get you that deal. Yeah, you know, he had the mindset for collaborations Absolutely. and and more. <clears throat> was he always like that? Not when he was home. If went, there was another side, there's a fun
1: side to Chris. He's a basketball court in his backyard. He loved his kids. He loved the barbecue. He loved to sit around, talk shit, share a cigar, share a drink. There was more than one side to Chris, but he was a brilliant, brilliant mind. From Hollis to Hollywood mm. is absolutely Chris Lighting. Mm. I mean, how else could you finagle LL Cool J in a Fubu hat in a Gap commercial? <laughs> Only Chris.
0: When you think about that shit, that Only shit is legendary. Only Chris took
1: Buster from Leaders of the New School under his wing to Superstardom, took Missy from wherever Missy was at to Superstardom. 50 Cent, Superstardom. That's Chris. That's all Chris and Mona together. Shout out to Mona, too. Shout
0: out to Mona. Now, when you think about, uh, first of all, I've seen online recently, people acting like 50, like his album, like he, he don't got hits for days because I know T.I., uh what is that go, all about i don't understand and all due respect to ti and 50 but here's the thing let's not act And i'm not saying this coming from new york but let's not act like 50 wasn't the hottest in the game at one point in time and doesn't have a catalog that is insane for me, to, Pete, can know, i tell you something man yeah.
1: and all the internets out there and the rappers out there i want y'all to know something right now you know what makes you a fucking superstar rapper Mm. And 50 Cent has been there. You have to have a magnum opus album. You have to have that one album that transcends the game and makes you that fucking person. Like if you think about Thug Motivation for, for Jeezy, that was Jeezy's album. That yep. was the album that took Jeezy from who's this guy to yep. Jeezy. Yeah, put him
0: on the map. And
1: yep. Get Rich or Die Trying is 50s. You got, don't stop. Don't act like 50 ain't got hits. He could play that whole album.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Think about and it. He t- could just play the album. That would be some verses, But now I T.I. says, you don't want to go against 50. wants to go against Jay-Z. No, 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 no,
1: yeah. no, no. And I love Tip. Yeah. I love Tip. And when I see Tip, we do have a personal relationship that's all good. It doesn't matter where I see Tip at. He's going to stop and talk. You don't know. You don't want to do that. You know Jay Z's catalog is too vast, man. Uh uh-uh. You don't want that. No. How, Jay got more than 20.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd A lot of, more. The catalog is deep, man. You know, I think we spoke about this. I'm not totally sure, but the first time you met Jay-Z? Um with Jazzo. Okay.
1: Jazz. Hawaiian, to jazz. Hawaiian
0: yeah. Sophie premiere, and he
1: came to Yarm TV Raps to premiere Hawaiian Sophie. And he introduced Jay, and Jay was just dead chilling, the big Gucci link chain on, and, yep. you know, polo like hat on, gold teeth in his mouth, and that's the first time I met him with Jazzo, and he and he spit, yeah. you know, and that's when Jay Z wasn't. I don't know who was smart enough to tell Jay Z to slow his flow down, but whoever did that. Jay should give them like $17 million <laughs> out of that billion he got. Because you remember premium. Yeah, Jay yeah. was the ticket to Jay. Yeah, yeah, The ticket yeah, to yeah, A, The yeah. ticket like to I thought he yeah, was like, effects I thought he was ish Yeah. Yeah. So whoever got in there was like, yo, bro, slow that down and let's get this. That's when Jay really became the blossom. Because when I first met him, he was that. And when Kane used to take him out on tour yeah, on the big right. daddy yep. Kane Internets, if you're too young, look him up too. Um, another amazing artist he used to to change clothes and let Jay come out and I saw them do it at the Apollo and let Jay come out and rap while he changed his clothes you know into a different outfit or whatever and that's what Jay was on, did Jay get a J? Did Jay get an A? You know the one he did with uh, Can can I Get Old Ben? That's how
0: he was rhyming. You know, know, it's, it's crazy. Jay got hits though. Your first, well, well, here's the thing. You've been around a lot of people. You, I tell you, the crazy thing is I don't think any, I mean, people understand, but Ed Lover, I mean, friends with Pac, friends with Biggie, right? We keep on going. But the person who hung out with both of them and was right. friends with both Absolutely. of them. Absolutely.
1: Even during the most turbulent time, yeah, yeah. I was still cool with both which, of them.
0: Which is crazy to me, but check this out. You, 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 you're a real guy. You've been around a long time. You don't say things just to say them. Your first impression, I know you talk about how Jay was DOS Effects, but your f fir- did you foresee that this guy could be no. okay no, no, yeah, yeah.
1: not at all. And,
0: and see, that's
1: why I the only yeah, one I missed the boat yeah, on DMX. I missed the boat on DMX like yeah, a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I hate get at me dog. Because yeah. Pete, I grew up in a time where you didn't take the same beat somebody had did yeah, yeah. and did it again and do yeah. it again. Yeah. Right? Because EPMD had Get the Bozak. Yeah. And that was the beat for Get the Bozak. And I don't even think that song was that old when DMX came out. It was a... Yeah. And then when I first heard that, he was barking. I was like, man, Mike Kaiser. Love you, Mike Kaiser. <laughs> Shots to Mike Kaiser. Shots to, to Mike Kaiser. If y'all know who Mike Kaiser is, singer's VP of Black Music at in Atlantic I mean, now. I mean, Started-
0: big, long-time executive. Right,
1: long-time executive. Mike Kaiser was doing record and radio relations for Def Jam, and he bought the record up there for flexing them and whoever the DJs was that we had on. I think it was Scribble. Shout out to Scribble mm-hmm. to play during morning drive. And I was like, nah, this record. No, brother, this ain't it. Mm-mm. Slept on X. And we had a fucking basketball game because, you know, back in the days, I don't know if your Internet's know actual radio stations did do things with the community yeah. back in the day. So we had the hot 97 hot shots. We had a basketball team that I coached. And I remember going up to like Mount Vernon or something like that to play, you know, with some teachers and they used to like to try to stack their team so they can bust our ass anyway. But they played that song and I watched a whole gym of young kids go fucking nuts. And I was like, Ed, Ed, you missed it. You yeah, missed you, the
0: boat. You missed the boat. You missed hit, the boat. But
1: I, hit, I told D all yeah, the time. Yeah. I said, D, if I had to sign you, you wouldn't have got signed, bro. Because <laughs> I missed that one. I certainly did.
0: It, but but there's some that you didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's some that you have seen very early. Brat. Yeah, Brat. Yeah. Which is let me tell you, um, the B side, the song that she has with Biggie. With Biggie. Oh, love you know, that, that. song that 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 beat and 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 the way she jumped on that flow, that's a very underrated song. Yeah. Uh one of my favorites, you know. Uh the way Biggie jumped on it, too, you know, the Brad is a uh, Brad is talent, man. Brad is a super talent. man. Absolutely. I'm so
1: happy for her. You know, the way she's been able to springboard her career yep. from one thing to the next thing, you know, from doing her time in prison yep. that she had to do and and then to come off of that, when a lot of artists would just be done and to springboard that career into television and radio. And everything else that she got her hands in, it's, it's
0: just a blessing I'm so happy for. You know, Jay uh, has always been like a quiet dude. You know I meaning Like he doesn't like fully open up. But you sat down with him a bunch of times. Yeah. On do different you, shit. Yeah. 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 Do you feel that he, you know, you could know as an interview. Do you feel like he opened up or, you know, yeah, sometimes. Because, get, yeah. because I think my approach to interviewing Jay is
1: different than everybody else's approach. Personal friends with his mom's. So that mm. kind of helps. Shout out to Gloria. Yeah, shout out to Gloria. And, uh, and her restaurant and everything that yeah. she had over in Jersey. And sometimes he'll say a line and I'll hit him with the line and he'll go, oh, you caught that, huh? Mm. And I, yeah, I'll be like, yeah, like when he your brains are now blown all over that brown brome, one <laughs> slip, you are now gone. A lot of people don't know where the broom is. Yeah. They don't know that's a car. Yeah. So when I say it to him, I'm like, oh, how do you, where do you get broom from? My pops used to have like a Cadillac bro. I mean, he's like, oh, you caught that. And that can open him up when he understands that you understand sure, where sure, he's coming yeah. from and his lyrics and what he's trying, you know, trying to put across. And Jay got a fun side. He likes to he likes to joke around and have fun.
0: Yeah. We
1: like to talk shit. He's a cowboy fan. I'm a Giants fan. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's the... Whole ass conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. about them bum ass cowboys yeah, yeah, that he loves terrible. so much. You bring that up, oh, we can argue. Oh, we argue all day long.
0: <laughs> now we, we we spoke last time about certain people who didn't want to like. If people don't want to do or answer questions, you tell them like, look, just don't don't don't, don't come. come because the program director sometimes tries to pull like things out or make you change your style. Um, you know, you've been true to yourself. You know, I remember there's so many stories. I missed
1: much- an entire. The first time around when I was at Power 105, um, Janet Jackson came through. And I don't remember what she was promoting. And they came with a list of you can't ask her this. You can't ask her that. You can't ask her. This, that, and the third, and I was like, "Well, I'm not doing the interview." And I gave it to, and I was like, "Well, she she ain't got to come up." I think I was doing afternoons at the time, and then Clue came on behind me, yeah, yeah. and she ended up doing Clue. Okay. And you know, love Clue, but Clue, everybody know Clue ain't the best interview. in the world. You know, yeah, man. He's <laughs> a good what DJ, what's up, man. It's yeah. a great DJ. He's just yeah, yeah. his interview skills he needs to work on. Yeah. And I love Clue, and it's yeah. not disrespectful. He's from my hood. Yeah. Uh, I love the shit out of Clue, but she ended up doing Clue and didn't do my show. And then the next time she came around was right around the time Michael was in trouble. Yes. Um, all the accusations about pedophilia and everything was swirling around Mike for the second time. And they came up and they said, you can't ask her about her brother. And as soon as she sat down, I, she cracked that mic. I was like, hey, we got Janet Jackson. Hey, what's the Pi 105? How your brother doing? Mm. No, we're not going to talk about his charges, anything. I'm not going to disrespect you like that. But at the end of the day, I got brothers. Sure, sure. And says, how is your brother doing? Mm. Because people looking at Mike, people passing out, moonwalk, blowing stuff up. But at the end of the day, that's your brother. How's your brother doing? And she opened up. He's good, and you know we talk. I said, when the last time you talked to him? People want to know stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. When's the last time you talked to your brother? Let me ask you a question. Did y'all have y'all have barbecues like, <laughs> you know, stuff? That, that's the shit people yeah. want to know. When Mike eat potato it, salad? It, like, yeah. do do you go over Mike's house and y'all fucking barbecue and be bullshitting and playing Spaces Like, Michael loves spades. Like, you don't know Mike get down bones uh, everything. Hit the wheel on right? You. That's that's real. They brothers, like at the, when I saw um, Latoya, it was Latoya when I first touched down here in Atlanta and she came through and I think she did Ricky Smiley. And a uh, big shout out to Ricky Smiley and, I, and your, your daughter. I hope she gets better really soon, man. I hope everything is okay because Rick Rick is a good friend. So big shout out to Put Ricky. But Latoya Jackson came through and I hadn't seen any of the Jacksons and Marlon. And I said, Marlon, condolences on the loss. Uh, your brother, not the superstar Michael Jackson, but this is a dude you shared a bed with. It's your brother.
0: Mm.
1: At the end of the day, and Marlon told me, Marlon told me a funny story. He said, at one time we was in uh we was in uh, Los Angeles and I was in a record store. And I walked in the record store and I saw this old man bend over some records, looking through the records, and I walked up behind him and said, Hey Mike.
0: Mm.
1: And he was dressed, looked, and nobody else noticed him. Wow. And Marlon said, hey, Mike. And he goes, Marlon, how you know it's me? He said, you're my fucking brother. I know the way you walk. I know you. It's like you walk down the street. You can have your back turned, Preem, and you could be walking all the way down the street. And your uncle or somebody go, Pete, (laughs) right? And you turn around. And you're like, how the fuck did he see me in the crowd? Because they know you. And that's the way he knows his brother. And I thought, I was like. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, no matter how much money he had, no matter how much fame he had, no, mu- no matter what he did to Janet and Latoya and Marlon and Jackie and Jermaine and Reby, that's that's their brother Michael. I like got my brother Larry and my brother Calvin. It's the same thing. So when I approach it that way. I get more out of people. When you don't come on yeah, that yeah. Tack mode, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, don't attack
0: yeah. people like that. And 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 it's been longevity. You know, you have uh, uh, so many stories. First of all, I'm I'm going to continue to press you about this. Can we get a book? Yeah. It I'm, was a part and, of and Hold on. Let me just tell you. You have so many fucking stories. It's insane. Like, like our episode, like there's, there's way more stories than that. And the people enjoyed it so much. Like you literally have lived, you know, through so many years of hip hop and you have so many stories. Right. I'm just saying, it's not only about a book, a book, once we get back to normal, the book could take you on tour. Yeah. And they designed some books. Yeah. Uh, I would know, love that, to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I would love to. Well, but what you were going to say, I didn't mean to cut you off. Uh,
1: it was a part of me at one time when people have been asking me about this book for like 10 years. And there's a part of me at one point that was like, well, my chapter's not over. And I feel like if I write a book, I'm telling my story and that's it. Like my story continues. So maybe I, I'll do a book and then um, I'll do another book.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who knows? We can name it different. Yeah,
1: Name it different. But I always wanted to do a book in a different fashion because I don't remember everything. There's so many things that people remember about me that I don't remember. When it comes to certain points in my life, I'm going to let the people that I'm talking about take over and tell to perspective Yeah, yeah, yeah. My perspective of me is
0: always going to be good. The audio book on that should be good. Yeah. The, you know, <laughs> where you could bring somebody yeah. in like, yo, I don't remember this whole thing. You should tell this. Yeah. I think that'd be good. Yeah. We got to continue uh, uh, to get that going. Yeah. I gotta but you know, you look at the world right now upside down, okay? Not only COVID-19, you look at the... the, the, the it's like racism... And don't say it's back. It never, left, never right? left. It's just being exposed. Um, You know, companies are forced to say things and try right. to make some changes. Let's see, right? What would your friend, the one and only Tupac, like think of this time, you think? You know, because he was about that way before this was even going on. He
1: would be, and I'm honestly going to believe this wholeheartedly, because he would have been in his 40s now, he would have definitely been on the front line of the Black Lives Matter movement. Mm. Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, from the way that he thought and the way that he felt coming up as part of the Black Panther Party, he would definitely been on the front lines of this, of BLM, BLM, and everything that's going on right now. He would have been on the front lines of it. There wouldn't have been a lot of this foolishness. I think a lot of people would have turned to Pac as one of the young black leaders to to push us to where we need to be. And he would have been very, very, very vocal about this bullshit that's going on in this country. And then finally, he would have got a chance to say, I told y'all so.
0: Mm, mm.
1: I told y'all that this was what was going on with us. I told y'all. And I really think that he would have made a hell of a difference because as influential as Tupac is in death he was, would have been way more influential in life
0: who do you think uh, an artist is now that we could compare i mean not that someone's tupac but is there anyone that you've seen that kind of or nothing uh, comes close nah
1: pac was special man yeah it, that that's one of a kind he's a one of a kind he was really enjoyed the music he loved rap he's an amazing actor you know what I mean? So I don't, I don't, I don't see nobody that's close to Pac. I got that much passion and love for his people as he had. Nah.
0: Do you remember your last conversation you had with him? Yeah. Where was it?
1: Um, MGM Grand. Mm. Boxing. Right after the fight, after they stomped the kid out, and they were on their way out, and I was at the Betty Boot Bar. Surrounded, because that's where all the pimps hung out at. So <laughs> I went to Pimp Bar, I called it. And the MGM Grand, and he stopped. He was coming through, and he was like, what's up? I was like, what's good? And he was like, yo, you you know, we're doing the, the thing at at Suge's club. And Suge was standing right next to him. Suge said, what's up? And he was like, you should come through. I said, well, I got to do something for, for Chris Latimer. He got me hosting at a club tonight. And I said, yo, man, take care of yourself. And he said, I will. I, said, I love you. And he said, I love you too. And I was like, I'll try to get over there and see you later. He's like, all right, bet. And they whole entourage.
0: Yeah, yeah, it kept him moving.
1: Yeah, it kept him moving. But he did stop and I'm glad I got to say I love you to
0: him. Yeah, yeah it's so important. Take care to, of himself. It's important to show people their flowers while they stare, yeah. you know. Because
1: Pac was um, if you really think about Tupac's life he didn't live an entire year from the time Sugar, and him, Sugar bailed him out of jail. It wasn't a year. With all that music that he got yep, done yep. It, wasn't, it wasn't even a year. And that's sad.
0: It's crazy when you think about that. You know why, internets? We're sitting here, the return of the one and only, the legendary Ed Lover, my friend, okay? We got stories for days. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Cheer. Internets, today's show is sponsored by the good folks at Epics. Let me put you onto something Enslaved. It's a new six part original docu-series featuring award winner actor Samuel L. Jackson only on Epics. The docuseries explores 400 years of human trafficking from Africa to the New World by following the efforts of diving with a purpose as they search for and locate six slave ships that went down with their human cargo. It's executive produced and featuring award-winning actor Samuel L. Jackson, the icon, the the, listen, the living legend Samuel L. Jackson. The series tracks the efforts of divers as they utilize new methods of underwater archaeology to identify and locate these sunken slave ships for the first time in history. These modern day adventures serve as a springboard to tell the stories of the ideology, economics and politics of slavery, while also celebrating stories of resistance the cultures left behind and the cultures that we live in internets. Understand this. Watch new episodes of enslave Mondays at 10, nine central or watch anytime on demand only on epics, get the channel or get the app. Trust me. You're going to enjoy this one. Thank me later. Internets. This episode of the premium Pete Show is sponsored by the good folks at Hulu. Let me put you onto something because keeping it light isn't working. Hulu presents Woke, a new comedy series inspired by the life and work of artist Keith Knight. Watch as Woke takes an absurdly irreverent look at identity and culture as it follows Keith, an African-American cartoonist, finally on the verge of mainstream success when an unexpected incident changes everything. With a fresh outlook on the world around him, Keith must now navigate the new voices and ideas that confront and challenge him, all without setting aflame everything he's built. This stars Lamar Morris, Blake Anderson, T. Murph, Rose McIver, and Sashir Zamata. Woke premieres all episodes exclusively on Hulu, September 9th. Visit hulu.com forward slash woke for more. Internets. A lot of people, a lot of premium P show listeners say, yo, P, how can I support you? Well, listen, we got Hulu announcing something here. Let's show up and let's show out. One more time. Woke premieres. All episodes exclusively on Hulu, September 9th. Visit hulu.com forward slash woke for more. It's going to be special, Internets. Now let's get back to the show. Internets, and we're back here with my man, Ed Lover. Yes, sir. The one and only. Uh, come on, son. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with Didn't that Did we bullshit. fail to
1: say rest in peace to Kobe Bryant?
0: You know, I want, to, I want to be very honest. When Kobe passed away, I feel like the world collapsed. Yeah, like, I'll be honest, my mother's birthday, was that's when he passed away. And we were celebrating it. Wow. She was uh, 75 years old. Wow. And she's a twin. Right. So we were actually at this little restaurant. And I remember, like, it was, like, my whole, like, it was just, like, the news was just, like, shocking. You know, I remember my uncle, like, my cousin, my friend was there. And, you know, I just feel like it was the start of the year. Like, everything went left when Kobe passed away. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I I agree. And and it oh, hurts me, too, Ed. I'll be honest with you, as a father, and you could relate to this, imagine being in a helicopter with your kid yeah. and just looking at you helpless, and you can't even do nothing. Yeah. I don't even, I mean, thinking of that, uh, uh, you know, honestly hurts me. But uh, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. That's one of those
1: moments. You ever met Kobe? Yeah, I knew Kobe pretty well. That's one of those moments. I knew Kobe through his asshole time, too. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> and to see him come out the other side of being – a girl dad, and to have that trending, you know, Kobe's death is, is one of those I remember when, that everybody's always going to remember where they were when they heard the news that Kobe Bryant died. It's just like our parents with, and I'm not comparing them to the President of the United States at all, but with John F. Kennedy. Yeah. All of our parents can tell you exactly where they were when they heard that Kennedy died or they heard that Michael Jackson died. You remember where yeah. you were. When you heard that Prince died, you remember exactly where you were. you always going to remember where you were when Kobe Bryant passed away. You know, Kobe used to have a record label. He had a he had a label through CBS. And uh he had hired me when I was living in LA at the time and I was on a beat in LA to do his uh his launch party at the House of Blues. So I do the launch party at the House of Blues and he ended up signing my homegirl. They used to be down with um the bounce squad with okay. DuP yep. by the name of Unique. He signed Unique to his label and he bought Unique out there and, and all of that shit. And they put her up and was paying for her car note. And I don't, I don't, I think it might have been before or after the first championship or the second championship. And all of a sudden he just decided he ain't want to do the label no more. And instead of giving them the option, so okay, I brought you out here, let me fly you back home, whatever, he just left everybody fucking stranded. <laughs> and I end up having to pay Unique's bills and paying for her car and stuff like that, till she got on her feet. And I was really, really fucking mad at Kobe for a long time. Like, when I saw him, I wouldn't even fucking talk to him. Like, I would walk the other way. And then he came to me one time when I saw him, and I just kind of, we were just, like, kind of in the same space, and I didn't extend a hand, and he didn't extend a hand at all. And he said to me, he said, Ed, man, I'm, I just want to apologize, and um, apologize to Unique, too. Now, I've already done that. I didn't handle that the right way. And for... Mm. You To see the growth of a superstar like that, to come to somebody like me and somebody like Unique and say, that's not even on your financial level. You know, most people be like, fuck them. I ain't got to apologize. Fuck who the fuck is that? Love? Yeah, I ain't sure, gotta apologize. Sure, fuck sure. him. And say, I didn't handle that the right way. I was young. I should have handled it better and extend his hand. I had to take that because I'm a man. So if a man is man enough to say, I apologize, I ain't going to hold nothing against you. You know what I mean? So me and Kobe has been good. I was there when he dropped on 60 on the Knicks and shit. He told me, watch what I do. I was like, Cole, give us a break. He's like, watch what I do to your (laughs) bum ass Knicks in the second half, right? Like, just murderous. Like, he's just one of the it was amazing to watch him grow up. We've had Kobe in online since he was 18. Yeah. And to watch him grow up and his family and care about his family and love his daughters. And, you know, I love the story he tells when he says uh, he was sitting there after a game and Gianna was right there. And uh, somebody came up to him and said, man, you got all these girls, man. You better better have a boy. Somebody got to continue the yeah, basketball yeah. legacy. And Gianna said, I got it. Yeah, yeah. I got that. Don't, he don't need no boy. Was, I got it. I think that's beautiful. That man. was special. Yeah. And God, we miss Kobe so much.
0: Man. Rest in peace. I mean, 20 years, five championships. Uh, just the the one team, one team. I one mean, team. I think about somebody like even Derek Jeter. Like you know, I look at somebody like that. You know, who one team. It's not easy to stay with one That's team. Right. And then more importantly, the way he like Kobe was inspiring, man. You know what I mean? And and also like I, I mean, I grew up in the MJ era, right? Yeah. But the kids who 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 had Kobe. And scream Kobe when they hit a basket in school with a piece of paper. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, like that was that was the most inspiring thing. Like MJ, I remember with the tongue out uh, from the for, for the dunk contest. That was something I couldn't get out of my head. Right. his dude flew, put his tongue out, and, and 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 slam dunked it. Plus with those threes on that were insane, the Jordan threes. <laughs> never I, like I yeah. threes. never seen a sneaker like that. I still love threes. I never seen a sneaker like that. that actually sneaker got me hooked. I never I never forget. I seen a Chinese kid coming to school back in the day, and he had a, uh the black cement. Man, threes i'll never forget first of all the first air, vis- air, air, air the first air visible unit on a jordan right then you had the tongue i mean the the, the, the jump man this leather, this elephant print i was literally like what the fuck are those?" <laughs> so you know you know when you think about the uh, impact that jordan that kobe and that you know people had like that it's tremendous you know um, switching gears for a second when you think about radio and you've been in it so long do you honestly think you could, like, as a radio guy, as somebody who has a morning show, as somebody who has a show, do you think that you can make a, a wax song hot? You know,
1: you, Yes. Okay. I absolutely do think radio can make a wax song. I think radio has made wax songs hot over the course of a period of a long, a lot of time. You know, you know why? I, I say, still yeah. hear Informer.
0: Oh, uh-huh, but snow. I still fucking hate it. You know who produced that? Who? MC Shan. Did he? Yeah. Is that crazy? I know Shan
1: was involved with him. I know I think Shane the one that got him signed. Yeah, yeah. I know Shane actually did it, yeah, it he well. Pr- yeah. He should have kept that shit. I can't stand <laughs> that fucking song. And radio made that shit a hit to the point where you find yourself going in time. Yeah. You know, the Danny's saying I
0: can't believe it was whack. Yeah, it was whack, man. But, 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 but doesn't radio do that to you? Doesn't it play it so much that you hate it, but you start singing it? Yes. Like that, that you heard this song 300 times. If I hear this song one more time, but then you find yourself uh, reciting the words. Absolutely. You know, uh, Um, it's crazy to me, too. You know, I even think about... Uh, um you know, I don't know the radio game like that, but I think about if somebody like plays a song, you know, and, and then keeps on playing it, like how does that rotation get, get decided when
1: you go to songs? Well, the, the music director and the program director, they sit down and they look at research and then they decide what songs are going to be in rotation and how many times they're going to play them. And sometimes from my perspective, and damn, I'm about to put my ass on the line sometime, but I don't care. Sometimes I think that they need to go off gut. And especially when it comes to classic hip hop, this is not that hard. It's 30 freaking years of hit music, you know? And you get some of these guys in there that are programming and my program director's fantastic in Chicago and so is my music director. But I have been in situations where the person that was programming had no business programming mm. because they did not know the music.
0: True. Right. It's almost like, uh, I hate to use this example, but it's almost like policing. If you're not from the community. Right. And you live outside the community. Right. And, and you know, it's like, how are you supposed to know the community and police the community effectively? You know, instead of being nervous of the community, that's right. And I know, I know, it's a, a wide, uh, uh, um, you know, example. But you know, how do you expect you know, somebody who, the same thing. who doesn't know you didn't these grow artists? Up in this shit, so yeah. how do you know it? How, yeah, how do you know?
1: How do you know what? How do you know what was a hit, but really didn't chart like that? But it was a hit because everybody liked the song because you wasn't around and You didn't delve into it, so you don't, you don't know that. You're not. You know, you don't know that you're going to, you're going to add a 03 Bonnie and Clyde theme, but you're not going to add Ain't No Nigga" because you wasn't around and Ain't No Nigga" was never single. So you're not going to add that because you don't know that was a smash, that everybody loved that record. But you're just going to go off what charted and what a hundred people in the room is going to tell you. How can a hundred people actually tell you what 8 million people are feeling or 3 million people are feeling?
0: Now, do you feel radio obviously you know the box has always been important? And it's funny because at one point in time, podcasting was looked at like you couldn't get on the radio. Right. You know, and then now you see like everyone has one, right? And it's a great extension. You know what I mean? It's a great extension. Ed Lovett does a radio show. He could be this person. He gets to go a little bit more longer content. He has a podcast, right? right. So it 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 it's beautiful and it's actually now hand in hand. Do you think, you know, obviously in this day and age where people have Spotify title, mm-hmm. right? Sirius XM, right? Do you think that people, I mean, obviously they do, but meaning like, will this forever like go on where people, the radio will still be? A I thing? don't think so.
1: Uh, and and they're, they're losing a little more to all of those mediums that for um, aforementioned um, a little more every day. And because they still, in my opinion... A lot of them are still treating this shit like this is 1993. It's not 93. It's 2020, and you better get up on the game. You better understand. That's why a lot of, of radio conglomerates are getting into podcasts. Yep, yep. That's yep. why.
0: And I don't know why, and this is crazy. And, you know, here, I'll give – I mean, I've spoken about this a bunch of times, but how are labels not – Hiring someone to run a podcast for their artist, right? Right, you know. Uh, not not saying everybody wants to do it, but it should be an option. It should be as just as big as a merch item, right? It should because it's an extension of what they do. Absolutely. I don't understand how these labels don't have a podcast division because you get streaming from that, and right. it helps push the album and it helps promote it. Right. I mean, it, it, it's. But then again, you know, it, it you know you know it
1: makes it so that you. It's like it's almost like podcasting is like an extension of like. Sirius XM. Yes. But Sirius XM is just like I work there. So they like terrestrial radio in a sense where they want to control all the programming. It's not open enough. It's not loose enough. Podcasting the day, if they ever allow podcasters to play music, radio is fucking finished. Yeah. I'm telling you yeah. because you can say that you can say People listen to Premium Pete because you're going to give me 100% authentic. I'm going to hear from artists I want to hear from. And Pete, don't give a fuck. So that's why I like listening to yeah. you. Right? So that's why I like listening to Jack. Because yeah. I'm going to get it 100% real and raw. This 2020. That's what they want. They want it 100% real and raw. But these radio conglomerates always want you to believe that the music is more important than the personality. Bullshit. Yeah. Never has been. Never will be. Right. If if that was the truth, then Howard Stern wouldn't still be sitting up on the throne that he's sitting on. I would have never had the success that I have. Angie would have never had the success that she had. People don't listen to the, any of these. Oh, Steve Harvey. People don't give a fuck about the music. People don't listen to Ricky Smiley in the morning for the music. Yep. Because it's the same fucking music.
0: You know, when you think about Angie Martinez, and you spoke to this before, Didn't you? Didn't, aren't you the one that said that? I told
1: Steve Smith that the he, program director, right? That he needed to bring Angie down from overnights. Yep. And he's going to take credit for it. He didn't even fucking know Angie was on overnights. He had no idea who was really on overnights because at the time, Hot 97, the way we looked didn't reflect the jocks that we had besides myself, Flex. And Angie overnight did not reflect the station being the hip hop station in New York City. You Man. have to look that shit. And Angie yeah. was that shit. You know what I mean? And we had a big Latino audience that was listening. Bring this girl down, let her get down.
0: I mean, the magic was made once that happened. Yeah. I mean, she, she, um, I really, she when I used to listen yeah. to
1: it sometime. If I'd be out late and I'd turn her on, I was like, she got it. She she know this shit. This is New York, this her home, home, she's Latina. You know, she's I'm fucking black. You know, Latinos in New York and black people live together, eat together, sleep together, fight together. She's us. She knows this hip hop shit like the back of her hand. Sure,
0: and 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 she be she owned that daytime slot, right? And when
1: we had like Paco, uh, (sighs) Paco's a great. Radio personality, yeah. but he wasn't for Hot 97. Yeah. Deborah Rath, yep. who went on to do great things. Who else
0: had another guy? What's this guy? De- was, Big Dennis. Big De- Well, Big Dennis was cool, yeah. but he wasn't
1: actually on it. He was with Angie as Angie's board op when she first came down. And they down. gave him a slot. Yeah. yeah. But those were who we had. We had Bugsley, who was yep. absolutely fantastic with BLS and yep. Kiss and stuff. That's Bugsy's lane. We had Paco Lopez, and we had Deborah Rath, and we didn't. And when we did our first concert at the Powerhouse, and we all had these Hot 97 jerseys, and fucking Paco came out there with his shit tucked in his pants, so I was like, "Come on, man. like this shit is not reflective." You know, you understand what I'm saying? It's, man, it's, it's, it's not. Re, it's not reflective of what the station looked like. And I had to tell Steve Smith, "I'm like, man, you might want to pay more attention to Angie Martinez. She's dope."
0: And and you know, he got to give credit to Lever on that one. And she looks, she. I
1: didn't hire her, yeah. but I. You know, open his eyes up just like at um, power. I bought the fucking program to direct it to the club and like look at what self is yep. doing. Yep, God rest his soul. Called Blaze. I bought. I bought him to see it here. Called listen to this. Listen to the way these dudes is moving these clubs. Listen to fucking self. Self had shit on fire.
0: You know. You know when we put out the first episode, we did. Uh, G Spin reached out to me. Shout out to G Spin and, and 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 pure heart. Like he was like, man. I wish, you know, I don't know. I guess he said he felt like when I guess his plane, his uh, train was late that morning. And when he came in, he said it probably looked like he was a terrible guy and he heard the episode and he says, that's one thing that still bothers him to this day, you yeah. know, that they wish, uh, you know, cause, and you spoke about it, about power 105. Um, and, and and to be honest with you, I, I, I'm not a drama guy, but right. <laughs> it still bothers me when I think about how they didn't give you a chance to say goodbye to the audience, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, walked you out, escorted you out, you know, mailed your fucking things um, my whole entire office. Yep, yep. And 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 you know, look, Ed, you spoke about it before you're like, yo, I should have sued them because either they're telling you that the numbers aren't this, that, but they're not showing this. But more importantly, you know, you transcended, you did what you always do, you found the home. Somewhere, you, you know, you, you continue to evolve, which ain't easy. You know, you could have just had one hot 97 run. Right. right. You know, um, <clears throat> but it still bothers me, you know, but I will say this. Even Charlemagne reached out to me about the episode. And, Big shout out to him. Yeah, so much love for you. Um, A lot of love right back, brother. Yep, yep, and Big and, love to Charlamagne. Yep. And and it's like, the thing also that I don't think people understand is your inspiration and what you told Pal 105 that helped the Breakfast Club uh siege, you know, grow. Right. Meaning like you told him to get a camera. Yeah, here, told right? him to get some cameras, yep. man. Because
1: because I saw I saw the wave. I was doing Come On Son and I was getting hits out of my ass with Come On Son on YouTube. And I was like, listen, man, you gotta to build this thing to where everybody is gonna watch it and everybody because visuals and audio was going together so well there, you know, that's the, what they ended up doing. The Breakfast Club is what I wanted to do with, with, with the morning show there.
0: Now, now nobody with that episode, did anybody, I wonder if some of the people uh, felt bad. Like, did they say, oh, I'm sorry, or apologize. Or I wonder if anybody, uh, I know G-Spin, but I don't know who G-spin, the program is. Yeah, G-Spin yeah. did. Kind of yeah. like Jack McCartney, I have yeah. no idea
1: where he is. And he's probably so full of himself. He would never apologize for the way yeah. he handled it. I don't, I understand change. Change yeah. is going to happen, but you handled it wrong, bro. Yeah,
0: yeah. You don't. Uh, especially not a chance I to say, say goodbye to you. Yeah. <laughs> especially not a chance to say goodbye. Right. You, you know. Um. You know. And and listen. You know. You're a bigger man for it, and and the city loves you. Uh. Uh. The radio waves love you, and they and they show it, and they continue to show it. And that's a special thing. Yeah. You know. Speaking about come on, son. I don't know if we spoke about this the last time. Dude, who's these fucking people ripped it off? CBS Sports or they ripped off? Come, come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah. Are, are you, did you ever like complain to them or we, send an email? We or, yeah.
1: They know what it is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. The check
1: clear. Okay, okay. They know what it is.
0: Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, when now look, you've been in the game in, I don't know, 30. How many years? Shit. 35?
1: Uh, officially 89. So. Okay. Count from 89 now. Uh, that's when I got on your know, MTV raps. 31. So, yeah, 31. That's when I officially became Ed Lover on
0: Leo you know. Cohen. We spoke about this before, but Leo Cohen got you on your MTV raps. You were making five hundred dollars a week or two hundred how much? Five hundred a week. Five hundred dollars a week. And 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 because he knew uh, you, like, the market and and the commercials and you how know, much I they. I don't
1: get, know how he found out what they was charging per commercial, but he found out and he took you from five hundred to a quarter million.
0: Yeah, it's, it's now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do Do you remember like how happy you were at that time? Oh my god, can't believe it my mother almost passed out, bro. Because you like my parents together never made a quarter yeah. million dollars in a year. None of my nobody in my family made that much money. Nobody ever. In one year, come on,
0: they were ecstatic. Now, did you growing up? You know, you had a lot of success in the sense of you know you've been at a lot of radio shows and been able. You know, did you learn? Did you learn financial literacy? Like, do you good? Were you good with money, young? I yeah. Like, who taught you? Because I feel like it might my, be myself. I had a, it, it took years to learn. It but took it, me a long time.
1: Yeah. It took me. It took me a long ass time because the problem is, is. When you get money, nobody else around you had money. So there's nobody to teach you really how to handle your money correctly, you know? So financial literacy came at a price for me, like I gotta be smarter with my money. Mm. You know, when you start running out of money, that's when I think you get yeah. more financial literate. Cause yeah. you don't think the shit is gonna stop coming, but it does.
0: Yeah,
1: It does, there's you know, ebbs and tides and everything in this.
0: Now, what about video shoots? How many uh, video shoots have you been on? You ever, you know, oh my God. Years? I can't even because I don't think we we spoke about that, but because well,
1: other people's video shoots. I was I was on um well, I'm in the total video. Yeah, sitting in my room. Yeah. I play uh Pam's boyfriend. Yeah. I'm in the kissing kissing you remix when they did it in the park with big and all of us was yeah. out there in the park that day. I'm in, I'm in a whoop, there it is, video. Tag team. Oh,
0: uh, tag, team. Whoop, tag team. There it is. I'm in a whoop, there tag it is, team, video. Tag team, back again. Yes, because yeah. we
1: I was cool with them guys, so I'm in that video. But there's been a lot of video shoots. I was on. I'm was. i in the uh, Crush on You video. I oh, was there with uh, Big. We there. When Big, I saw Big eat about 40 <laughs> Swedish meatballs that day and then sent out. I said, if I know you are going to be here, Big, I would have bought some Hennessy. Oh, you will Hennessy? I go, call the bitch and tell her, come over here. You know, one of them little assistance and so I a big a call a bitch. The bitch a fucking little bitch. And tell her go get some Hennessy. And he went and got a half a gallon of Hennessy. And we drank the Hennessy and the Hennessy's was smoking some shit that made my left leg numb. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's a hocus pocus, you. Like, let me hit that. And I hit that shit. My whole left side was numb for the rest. and I was drunk. <laughs> it was just fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, so I was in that video. I've been a, I've been around a, a lot of a lot of video shoots. The, the debauchery. Was easy ease wet and wild pool parties. Mm-hmm. Now, they showed a little bit of it in the NWA movie where they had to make it seem like, okay, this is where Dre first laid his eyes on his future wife, Nicole. Mm-hmm. That shit was pure debauchery, man. When I'm mm-hmm. I'm talking debauchery on the on the level of Luke. Now, Luke was the ultimate debauchery. Two live crew. Two live crew. And Luke. Was very smart and knew how to get things done when it came to program directors on radio and people that were in charge of playing videos. So what people don't understand is when we first started Young on TV Raps, for a long time, we played what we wanted to play. Uh-huh. And me and Dre like pussy and ass. So mm-hmm. of course, we're going to play fucking Luke. When we go down to do a whole week worth of shows with Luke, we land at the airport. And there's a chauffeur there, three different chauffeurs, Ed Lover, T-Money, Dr. Dre. We each got our own chauffeur in the, the limousine outside. And then you get in the limousine and there's two butt-naked bad bitches in your limousine. Y'all tell me you ain't going to play that video. Oh, my God. You're not going to make sure you play whatever whatever, and, and you getting serviced all the way to the hotel. And into and then into your room with a smile. With a smile, Luke knew how to do his shit. Easy E did too. Straight NWA. Them wet and wild pool parties. Easy had was straight debauchery. Made me fucked up my whole relationship. <laughs> my whole ass relationship got fucked up because of one of Easy E's wet and wild pool parties. I was. <laughs> I was Bigger dating. Than I was dating this girl no, worse than Freaknik, and I had some Freaknik shit. Cause Freaknik, I was running around with dumbass Tupac at Freaknik. I'm dating this girl in L. A., but I live in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But we are serious. So anytime that I get, I go see her. Anytime that she get, she comes see me. But after a while, I'm I'm brand new to L. A. And I'm seeing the way L. A. move. I'm kind of feeling suffocated. Because every time I touch down, I gotta be with her the whole fucking time that I'm mm-hmm. there, and I'm not getting a chance try to move around to move around. So when Easy said, "No, listen, man, we going to try to come and do your MTV raps," and you know, N.W.A. we can ready to drop whatever record they was about to drop, I'm gonna have one of my wet and wild pool parties. I'm like, "Fuck it, yes, definitely," because he's in Calabasas and she's in Inglewood. Yeah. No yeah. fucking way she's gonna yeah, know I'm go, even. Yeah. I'm at a hotel in Calabasas. No way she's going to know. Unbeknownst to me, one of her girlfriends was dating easy.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So I'm in the fucking hot tub with a bottle of champagne with my arm around this breezy I just met. And my girlfriend walks into the fucking pool party. (laughs) Walks in. What are you doing? And she starts crying and she runs back towards the front. And I'm, I'm standing in the garage. And I'm just like Marlo, you got to leave me alone. I'm no good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a good person. I'm <laughs> sorry. How long you been here? <laughs> fucking crazy. To end of the night, I got the girl. I gotta take her back. God rest big stretch. His rest his soul. I gotta take this chick. I take her back to the hotel. I blaze. Now I gotta take her back, and I got stretched the ride with me, and she's fucking all the way in Rancho Cucamonga, some dumb shit, which was far, far from where Easy lived in Calabasas. We had to go past LA and then back Damn. on the other side to take her home. And thank God that I did because my man called me and was like, yo, Marlo is down here with a crowbar in the lobby looking for <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my whole relationship Did you ever about. see her again? Me and Marlo are still friends to this day. Oh, and okay. you know what? Because she broke up with me, she met her husband has a great life and her children. Nice,
0: nice. Sometimes. Yeah, I wasn't
1: shit. I wasn't yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, I'm in the garage, in Easy Garage, arguing with her. Miss rolls up and Dre is over there arguing with her. What the fuck did I tell you? <laughs> then not I fucking tell you don't come over here? I tell you we fucking shooting your TV rounds. Well, Dre, why you gotta be around all these bitches? It's part of what the fuck we do. Get the fuck in the car. <laughs> and they, they screaming at each other and I'm screaming. Marlo's looking at me crying and I feel like a fucking piece of shit. True story. <laughs> Easy E's wet and wild parties. Oh my God. Yo, that's legend. Straight debauchery. Easy made sure everybody, it was just nakedness and fucking and all kind of shit was going on with Easy E shit. Man, Debauchery. Re,
0: rest in peace to the God. Rest in peace
1: to Easy E, the God.
0: Now, now people uh, being banned from radio stations, weren't there a couple like artists that were banned or people that couldn't come up? Yeah, there was a couple of, um, damn, who can I remember that got banned?
1: At one time, Kimminam was banned. Little Kim was. I banned. I tried, I try, I try. try. Yep. Yeah, Little him was banned from 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 Hot ninety seven. Did you ever while.
0: try to like fix any of that? Or nah, uh, I mind
1: nah, yeah. nah, my business when it comes to it because they were they were shooting and shit. You know yeah. that was that was that was crazy. But you just got people like I don't know what it is between me and Foxy. Foxy don't fuck with me. Mm. I've been trying to make amends with Foxy Brown for so many years. Foxy Brown, do not fuck with me, Pete. You ever, you ever interviewed her? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She I mean, don't fuck she, with she me, She was bro. crying. Me, Reggie, uh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had her on, and she was talking about, you know, going deaf. Um, yeah. Which no, it is was sad. very sad, man. Very, very, very sad. But yeah, yeah you know, that was the only time I ever met her. You
1: know? Yeah. She, but, don't, she don't fuck with me. Uh, because all the time, you know, I keep it hundred percent real, and I'm not just going. I love her brothers. Oh yeah, me yeah, and yeah. Gav and and our other brother, we fuck with each other, the hard body karate. But her last time I seen, I think it was at the uh, uh, when they when VH1 used to do the hip hop um, honest? honest, yeah, hip-hop and hip-hop I was DJing, hip-hop. and oh, she just walked past me and say shit, just kind of looked at me like I stank or some shit. <laughs> because I always, I guess, what Fox here was, I always was saved when she was fucking up. You know what I mean? Like when she threw the phone at the nail technicians and shit yep, yep. and was spitting at people and being fucking rude. I was like, there's no no reason to fucking be an asshole.
0: She wasn't uh playing around. Maybe y'all y'all be, you know get to see each other. I hope so I love her. I love her so much, man.
1: And she, you know, part of that is my fault because I had to realize that she was young. Yep. And when you're young you make you know, I was a grown man then. So when you know when you're young you make a lot of dumbass mistakes and I might have grilled her a little bit too hard, so Foxy, if you hear this, I apologize I, yeah. still, I still love you, and I would love to sit down and talk with you because to me, Foxy is one of the most influential female rappers, and everybody seems to forget about her. yeah, and I don't her think flow was fucking yeah. amazing, and I don't think people give her enough credit. I don't think there's a lot of um women out here that that's gonna flow the way they flow if we hadn't had Foxy and Kim,
0: you know um when you think about radio and your career you know 31 years which is crazy you know what would you say is your best deal and your best time you know you were at Hot 97, Hot you were 97 probably yeah. was my
1: best deal and during those times definitely yeah those times the early days of high 97 uh, at making and something that you don't know what you're doing yeah
0: now yeah. now roll call
1: in the morning yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Now who came up with the roll city. call? Well out the Baker Boys out oh, of California. Okay, okay. And then Steve Smith was smart enough to say, hey, y'all need to try this. And then we started doing it and it and it caught fire. So I like to say the Baker Boys or the Naismiths of the roll call day. Yeah, yeah. And we're the MJs of basketball. So they created, we just perfected it.
0: <laughs> now, when you when you had that deal over there and you were there, how long was that running, Hot 97?
1: Damn, I don't think I was Hot 97 for like six, seven years.
0: Do you remember like, you know, I've obviously in the beginning, you know, you start making money when we talk about uh, um, your MTV Raps and going from $500 a week to 250000 a year. Uh, or or a season, right? Or yeah. What was it? Was a year? A, a yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, the contract. And, and and you think about like then closing deals for in radio. Would you buy yourself like a gift that like, you know that you never thought you could? You know, because you oh, weren't making the, money I, like I, I, that. I bought yeah.
1: myself a I bought a fucking car like an idiot. Yeah, like a nice one. Yeah, I bought myself a S five fifty. I okay, picked, a Benz. I, I picked everything in that car that I wanted.
0: All the bells, and all whistles. all the bells
1: and whistles, like a fucking dummy. Folks, don't don't do that. Don't buy a brand new car. Don't ever buy a brand new car unless you can just buy it outright. If you can buy a car outright and with no note, do it. Because they depreciate as soon as you drive off the 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 lot. lot. Yeah. I remember I had that car. I think I paid almost I think about $125,000 in total on that car. And three years later, I took it back because I wanted a coupe. And he only wanted to give me 60 grand for the car. Mm. I'm like, you a fuck. I will never do this shit
0: <laughs> Never. Learn the hard way. now, now what about like partnerships too? Right? You know, you worked with a lot of different brands, right? Yeah, Lugs. And, yeah, 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 Carl Canai and, and yeah. um
1: Starter. Starter, very yeah, very early in my banks. career was yeah. Starter. Very early. Yeah. We used to wear the hats and leave a tag on it so yeah, people yeah. would know what the hat was and shit.
0: They brought it back. You know, Carl Banks uh, helped bring yeah, it back. Yeah, yeah. Big yeah, shout out yeah, to Carl. Yeah, he yeah. send me shit yeah, all text, the time. Yeah. 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 Big shout out to Tex. What up, Tex? Yeah, they're good people. good Great people. Now, we think about hip hop, right? And we think about all the years you've been involved and all the people and all the characters. And all it's it's almost like it's almost like a movie, you know what I mean? When you think about how many people, DMX comes up to Hot 97 with the dogs running around, right? You know, Biggie's coming up to uh, Jay Z's coming up. You know, Janet, Oprah. You know, we we yeah. spoke about Oprah came up, which people couldn't believe. You know, all you all, all your turns like that. Now, West Coast rappers did did you feel like you sat down with a lot of West Coast Absolutely. rappers? In in Hot 97 yeah. and Breakfast Club days, yeah. Because, Absolutely. Yeah. Cuz I've like never so, had yeah. a
1: relationship with Cube since NWA. Yeah. So when Cube was in New York doing his doing his album with the Bomb Squad, he came through. Um, Snoop always came through. You know, even when Dre first introduced me to Snoop, we did a we did a we did the on TV Rats when Dre and Snoop was first working together, he was so shy. It was amazing how shy he was. You know, you think about knowing Snoop for 20 25 years, you know? Snoop always came through. We always had Uh, especially because I had a relationship with them from your TV raps. So it spilled over to radio, DJ Aladdin, Dub C, um, anybody, man. Don is my man. You know what I mean? All of them, even um, Bay Area dudes, two shorts been my man for since 89, you know? So those relationships, when they came over, and they they spilled over whenever those dudes was in New York. They knew that they could come and see me. Sure, it wasn't even going to be a it wasn't even going to be a question about
0: it. You know, uh, Steve
1: Steve Smith gave us free reign. We never had to say, "Oh, we you know, this person is coming up today." We didn't have to give them a list of who was coming on the radio show. It was open door. Yo, we downstairs. I bring would
0: Come on. They would get people too, though, right? Huh? They would get
1: people. Too. We did it mostly yeah. ourselves. Yeah. We, had, we had a... um. We had Pia James, and Pia was our, our talent booker. So if somebody was in town, Pia would know, and Pia would come and say, "Hey, and you, you would got... get
0: what an email? No, like oh, a... she would just you or know just tell text the day before. Oh, okay. or, hey,
1: what do you guys think about Thursday? Yeah, for you know, this one, somebody yeah. called me and told me Warren G is here. Yes, yes. You know, what do you think about um quick?
0: Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. quick
1: got this new group. He had the, the, the uh, I can't remember the name of. Him.
0: With DJ Quick, yeah, he yeah. Had the,
1: the the two, the twins. If you want it, mm-mm, girl, I got it. I can't remember now how the the hell can
0: I remember yeah, that. Either? I
1: know the guys too, but even from Texas, you know, the relationship with Jay Prince and them yep. from your the on TV raps, ghetto boys are here, Yep, bring them. Who, who else you got, you know what I mean? Bring them. So it was, it was always like that.
0: Now, was there ever like when the talent, uh, the booking, the the talent manager who was booking, uh, the booking agent? was there anybody that they said in you like was like left field you know, like did you have somebody on there that Sometimes
1: because it was it was, it was record companies always wanted to try to
0: Or even the actors or athletes Push that, they yeah. push they shit. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? Oh they was always wanted. we had Shaq on.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Early. Like when he first got signed. Yeah. We even when Shaq first got signed to uh to the record label. The, the the promoters record we had Shaq on. When Shaq was on first got signed to Orlando Magic, he was on your TV rides. So it was sometimes like some I can't remember this French fucking kid's name. It was I think it was Solar. It wasn't the same Solar that Google ended up with, but some dude, he's just a fucking dick.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like You ever threw anybody out of the and uh, just stopped the interview?
1: No. No? No, I never had to dismiss anybody. No. Thank God. Yeah. You don't
0: want any of that. Now, we'd be remiss not to let people know uh, the update status on the legendary uh, Dr. Dre. Well, Dre is
1: in a hospital right now. He had some, with his diabetes, became some complications and he had to have an amputation done on one of his legs. And we're praying for him. He's going to get a prosthetic. And hopefully by the end of this year, going into early next year, he'll be all right because We're working on a TV show together called Certified, and I need Dre 100%.
0: Now, where would that be on? Um, We don't know
1: yet. They're still shopping.
0: Okay. They're shopping
1: it. They're shopping it. You know, we are certified. Yeah, absolutely. Dre myself and T-Money, so it's only right that we have a show that tackles everything that's going on in this world right now with some music, with some humor, you know, and just have a good time.
0: Prayers up to uh, Dr. Dre, his whole yes, family. Yes, I love you, brother. You know, his whole family and everybody. Yes. Now, as we go over the career, the return of Ed Lover, so many things. Like I said, the first episode was packed. This episode has so much stuff. But when you look back, can, can you think about Give me a couple of some of your favorite moments, man. I mean, you had so many.
1: As a kid growing up, sometimes my dad would go to the fights. And I remember my dad coming home and he had an autographed picture for me of Muhammad Ali. And I don't know why I never kept the picture. I guess, you know, you, things get lost in, you know, transition when you move from sure, place sure. to place and stuff like that. And um, I had a young lady that worked with me at Power 105 and she was very close with that with Ali and his family and his wife. And she asked me that I want to go and meet Muhammad Ali. And that's probably one of the proudest moments that I ever had. I had to hold back tears when I met him mm. I that because I idolized this man. And he put so much on the line. He put his career when he is the prime of his career, he put his career on hold because he wasn't going to fight in a war with Vietnam, with Vietnamese people that never called him nigga and he's being called nigger mm. right here in the United mm. States. So to meet Muhammad Ali was just like a dream, man. And you know the first thing he said to me. So I come in, I come in, into this hotel room, and Howard Bingham is there, who'd been his photographer for his whole life, his whole career. And his wife is there, and I meet his wife, and she introduces me to him. And he comes over, and you know he had the Parkinson, so he's shaking yeah. a little bit. And Howard Bingham goes, "Hey, uh, champ, this is a uh, Ed Lover. Ed Lover, I want you to meet." Muhammad Ali, champ. And he looks at me and he leans over and he says in my ear, you a big nigga that had to knock you the fuck out. And that's what (laughs) broke the ice. That broke the ice for the whole afternoon of of Muhammad Ali, man. It's one of my greatest moments in in my career.
0: What about radio moments?
1: Radio moment for me was then Democratic nominee Barack Obama on the phone. I told you the Oprah story. Yes. Having Barack on the phone and we're interviewing him and I'm just, I know already he's going to be the president of the United States. So I asked him a question. I said, once you become president of the United States, you got to have an inaugural ball. Who are you going to have at your inaugural ball? And he goes, you know, I, right, you know, I'm old school. So I'm going to have some Stevie Wonder there. And blah, blah, blah. I'm the old school guy, not as old as you, Ed. And I was like, ah, <laughs> a joke from the, from the, from the soon to be president of the United States. So that, that was a, uh, Big turn on for me and, and one of my highlighted moments. And then when he actually won the first time in 2008. Yep. I'm in DC and I go down there for the inauguration. Somebody gave me a ticket to the inauguration, not me not knowing it's going to be one of those standing room holy shit. Yep. So I didn't end up going out. We're back to my Airbnb. It was cold as fuck that day too. And I watched it. I watched What's it on, on TV. I watched it on TV. Yeah. So then we go out and Stevie Wonder actually has an inaugural ball. And I'm looking around and Stevie is playing and I'm looking around. and I'm like, Barack is fucking here. Him and Michelle are here because I can see the secret service in the room. Right. I'm like this motherfucker. I'm like, if he ain't here, he coming. Right. He's the fucking I'm about to see the first black president of the United States in the fucking flesh. And I'm standing right there. And he comes up with all his barockness because his swag is crazy. And he's thank you, everyone. I appreciate your votes and Michelle and myself. We appreciate everything and everyone that came out and and voted for us. And we're going to do this and we're going to do that for this country. And thank you to Stevie for having me. Oh, man, Ed Lover. Bruh. (laughs) When I tell you the tears just start, I couldn't believe it. He goes, Hey, I love her. I was like the fucking president knows who I am.
0: It's classic. Crazy. Yo, um, do you feel, I mean, you've been around radio for a long time. Do you feel when we speak about equality, forget about woman for a second. I don't mean forget about woman. What I mean is like, there's not enough woman, in industry stuff. That's first off. But I'm talking about there's not enough. It seems like it's just too whitewashed. And I don't know inside we don't, the radio. You know what bothers
1: yet. me? I'm going to tell you what bothers me. With radio, with us, we don't have the same opportunities as our counterparts. We're urbanized. So it's if you're African-American, you have to work African American. You don't get an opportunity to work pop on the pop side or any pop station. You don't get the opportunity to work country. I don't care how much I know more about a lot of pop music than people give me credit for. Because mm. I was a I was an artist. I was a trumpet player. So I read liner notes on every freaking album, anything that I like. We don't get those opportunities the same way you don't see them. A woman always has to be a sidekick, and I don't think that's fair. I think there are fantastic women that should be able to head up their own morning shows and their own morning programs, but it's also got to, it's got to be John and Ellie. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's not fair. And they can get our shit, but we can't get their shit.
0: Now, what about like, even like when you look at the, well, for now they call it urban music, right? And you have like, another word for black. Yeah, and but I you'll don't have like a that. head of urban music. of a white guy.
1: Right now. Again, but the head of pop can't be a black guy. Or okay. the head of rock can't be a black guy. There we go.
0: As throughout your 31 years in radio and TV, you know, obviously you could just look around. You see some of these pictures of these labels. And, you know, you see some of these pictures of these radio stations. A lot of it is not diversified. Not at all. You know, a lot of it doesn't have, you know, they, like like there's still, you know, there's still like hospitality groups that don't have, a, a you know, that have one black woman in right. corporate, that one black man in corp- right. uh, corporate. That's not being and, diverse. And, and, and I feel like sometimes this is done just to be done. Meaning it's like, done let's, just get, to, let's get one in so it looks like, right. you know what I mean? It's done just to pacify. Everybody. There should be a balance. Don't get me wrong. Be good at what you do, be good at your work, but there should be, there's no such thing as shut up and dribble. If LeBron wants to be a cartoon uh, actor, a or voiceover, or this, or he could do whatever he wants. If Ed wants to move over to pop for a day and try it out, why not? Right. Right. The trend, you know, he's a radio guy. This doesn't only means it's only hip hop, you yeah,
1: know? Yeah. But you, you get painted into that box of hip hop. And I remember um, actually, Looking for one at a point where I was unemployed. This was after power, and was looking to work at Kiss, and had to sit down ninety
0: eight point seven yeah, Kiss had FM. To
1: sit down with the program director and just give him like, "Yo, this is that, that is this, this is that." Oh, I thought you just knew hip hop. You fucking thought wrong. Mm. Like, come on, dude. I know pop music. I know music. You right? know
0: Steely Dan. Stop fucking I around. Absolutely, Internet. do know
1: Stanley, uh, Steely Dan and Bob James yep. and. And Chick a fucking kid was in my class. I know, I know shit. But they paint you into this box that my white counterparts don't get painted into the box. They have way more opportunities to do anything else than than
0: we've done than we get. Do you think radio, you know, everywhere like radio, iHeart, whatever radio stations? Do you think now that with everything going on, and this being a time where probably it's most that anybody has had to answer, which is good. Yeah. Um. Do you think that we'll start to see more equality, more women, and in good positions? More. I, I yeah. certainly hope
1: so, man. Yeah. I hope this is just not lip service or yeah. re- or rhetoric, because yeah. a lot of people are just going to give out rhetoric. It's going to be a lot of checks written, and they think that's going to suffice. suffice. For the next 10, 15 years. But what we're saying is we want tangible, concrete change. Yeah. We don't we you know, we don't put your money where your mouth is, but let's get diverse for real. Let's get some people, let's get some women, let's get some Latinos, let's get some some black men and women, and just get them in a position of power where we can make some some things happen. Hollywood need to clean their shit up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hollywood is yeah. When you Hollywood think about is Hollywood, disgusting. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's disgusting.
0: And and it's a TV show. Yeah, You know, it's all just, I mean, yeah, all smoke and mirrors. Oh,
1: and, the NFL, what, they bullshit.
0: Yeah, they yeah. they, should they be just want entertainment, themselves. man. They just want, like, that's the thing America, you know, is sad. People will take their mind off the problem just to be entertained. Right. You know, and like, well, when is this going to end? No, it's not about when it's going to end. It's when is it going to start? Right. You know exactly. what I mean? And I think that's something that needs to be uh, uh, spoke about more. And, you know, and that's another thing, too. And I haven't made, obviously, the money you made. Um, but I hate when people think, even in sports figures, like, well, what do you mean? Like, Ed made, Ed Lover made money. Like, well, what does that mean? You know, like, you know how <laughs> people think, like, right. just because you made money that, like, you're They're not you're dealing be, with this to, shit. Right. You're or, supposed to shut or, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that, like, you Whoa. know, that, you know. You haven't dealt like, like I'm sure you dealt with racism oh in, in the radio world. Right. Have you, do, you, do you remember Absolutely. times? Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: In the radio world dealt with racism in the radio world and, and outside of the radio world. Yeah. It's, it's, you're sitting there trying to convince somebody to give you an opportunity to do something when they, they should already know that that person has been doing this and has the experience of, of doing it and that we should Put our resources behind that person to 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 increase our listenership. You understand? If you got it, you got it. I'm not telling you just grab anybody off the street that don't know what they're doing and just put them in a sure, sure, you sure. You know,
0: put somebody who's qualified.
1: Exactly. I don't care what color they are. Yeah. But a lot of times you don't you get pushed to the back burner because just because of the color of your skin. Yeah. And that's just the way it is. I've been harassed by the police plenty of times. Yeah. For fucking nothing, Ask, where did I get money? With money in my pocket, where you get this from? You a drug dealer, like? <laughs> and who the fuck is you talking to, boss man? You know, it's it's.
0: Yeah, I remember when I just looked, I just remember when I, and 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 keep in mind. I mean, I'm Italian. I'm still I'm white. You know, so it's like I'm and and it's funny because for a while I never realized. And we had this talk, and thank God for the combat, Jack, sure to give me more insight to understand that I've always had privilege. I didn't know, you know, just right. the color of my skin. Um, but I've always been a person to break the chains, you know, Biracial kids, uh, uh, open, you know, um, always hanging out with different people, bringing them to my house, bringing them to, you know, just always being in my life, changing right. the names of my kids. I didn't want, no disrespect to Italians. I love being Italian, but I just didn't want another Joey or Maria <laughs> or Tony. So I <laughs> right. named my kids skyler and Tristan, and, right. you know, I wanted it to be different. Um, but not a lot of people think like that. You know, it's, it's funny to me that when people want to talk about Black Lives Matter, that uh, a lot of, uh, you know, I'm not saying every white person, but a lot of white persons get offended. Like, yo, it, 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 don't get offended. How do you it, get offended? No, you see this stuff, right? You see how yes. offended again? Like, like you know, I'm, and then they want to talk about all lives matter. And listen, I keep on saying this, and I'm going to continue to say this. Until black lives matter, then all lives don't matter. That's right. Because if you're talking all lives matter, you're, you know, what are you going to do? Then you're talking what, about everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you must be saying all lives matter, but not black people. Rudy
1: Giuliani tweeted out yesterday, black lives matter. Is an anti-American group. He's a, he, what are you saying? We are not American?
0: Yeah, you know, Rudy John... That's yeah. a piece of shit. I yeah. remember when he tried. I, I tell you one thing. He dismantled the ma- mafia. Though he had a hard on for the pause. Uh, sure, but he did. had a hard on for the because I was supposed yes, I found out did. that his father owned the grocery store and that the mob tried to shake him down. This is what I found out many oh. years later. That uh So he took it personal.
1: Yeah, well, he's very lucky that the mob had a rule that they don't kill prosecutors, because your ass-
0: <laughs> They should have put him in the their truck. Your
1: ass would have been out of here a long time ago,
0: bro. You, you know, but you, he's a
1: fucking dick. Like, why is it so hard for somebody to say that we just want to matter? Yeah. In other words, we just want to- Our lives should be as significant-
0: Sure. As, as any other life. Yeah, we yeah. didn't
1: say better- we just said significance. Just give us significance. Stop disappropriately killing us and we will be fine. That's what we mean. We just want to matter. Maybe you should fucking go to the dictionary and look oh, up yeah, the, the word, word matter. matter. Yeah. You know, we're not say. saying above. We ain't saying black lives yeah. should be above everybody. We're saying we just want to matter.
0: You know another thing too that I saw uh somebody wrote, uh, you should be happy. Black people are just looking for equality. They're not looking for revenge. Right. You know, you think about that. And that's, that's a right. point, that's a very equality. powerful statement. It's a very powerful Had statement. A head start. Listen, you know, hopefully we see some change in the radio, in the radio world, in the music business, and in, in in everything, man. I mean, you know, it's we shout need out
1: to-, to intercom for starting yeah. a diversity group. Yeah. Right, shout out to them. Let's Let's really be diverse for real. Let's not say it. Let's make it happen for real. I'm tired of the rhetoric. I want concrete. Yep. Hold the accountable. Hold yeah. accountable. Yeah.
0: You know, now, now Ed Lover on uh, Chicago, we got the station 104. Three
1: jams. Well, I'm sorry. 104.3? 104.3. 104.3. Okay. No point.
0: <laughs> There's no point. I'm always taking a point, you know? <laughs> right, right. Um, and then we got podcast. Come on, son. Yep. You know, uh, hopefully a comedy tour coming maybe. Yeah, uh, certified the TV Working show. Working on some film stuff, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, listen, keep them busy. Now, you now you, you are in Atlanta and Chicago or, yeah. or just Atlanta now?
1: Yeah, Atlanta and Chicago.
0: Okay. Yeah. Now, your favorite place that you visited around the world?
1: Around the entire world? Yep. One of them is definitely uh, the Netherlands. It's definitely that. Uh, Amsterdam,
0: mm.
1: it's mm. beautiful. It's been. I love Jamaica too. I can't front. I love. Yeah. I love being in Jamaica. I love Jamaicans. Yeah, I just fucking love. Yeah. Jamaica. but dude, I don't care, y'all. And and a lot of your internets, y'all. I don't want y'all to get mad at me, man. But hey, Peter tell you, ain't no place like New York City, nah. man. It just ain't, y'all. It just ain't. Atlanta's cool and all of that. And I love living out here because it's fresh air and it ain't as expensive. I ain't got to pay a toll every fucking two blocks I go. (laughs) But the vibe and the energy of New York City, there's nothing on this planet that's like it. Nothing.
0: You know, it's funny. You know how you know that's so true? Because every other city is considered a small little city. Like, for instance, Philadelphia reminds me of a small New York City. Right. But there's no such thing as a New York City. Right, it's tremendously big. It's right. tremendously crazy. You know, I always, I always find how funny people are so busy to get to love you all
1: Chicago too. I love you. Yeah, Chicago. Yeah, of course.
0: Love Atlanta too.
1: Great friends in
0: Chicago. You know, uh, Ed. Listen. Um, always a pleasure. I love, I love the first episode we did. That's why I said, listen, when I'm back in town, we got to do a return one. And then we got to do another one. I want internet to continue to support Ed lover, whatever station he's on, continue to support his podcast. Come on, son. Even before it was a podcast, it was that big. And I love the mark that he made.
1: Thank Thank y'all for that too, for the continued support over the years. I appreciate it.
0: And just the flowers, Ed, man. I mean this. You know, you and even like, you know, you've had people like Charlemagne and all these other people. It, it says something when the next people up and the people who've been doing it after you uh, admire what you did, admire what you contributed. Um, I wow. always say it's a puzzle and you're a piece of the puzzle. Yes. You know, when you think about it. And and, and, and lucky and, to be that piece. Yeah. Too. yeah. And, and, and that will always stay in history um, and the moments you made. I mean, acting, you know, radio, um Yo, MTV raps, man. Shout out to Hollis, Queens, yep. New
1: York. Shout out to from New Queen, York.
0: From Queens to Hollywood, yeah, back to right. Atlanta it, to Chicago. Hollis, it,
1: it has been for me from Hollis to Hollywood, for real.
0: Yeah. But uh, I guess we'll leave him with this, okay? Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. We out. It's <laughs> an The one and only Ed Lover. Cheer. oh yeah. I hope you enjoyed that return of the Ed Lover episode. You hear me? The I, I may have drank too much wine today. I hope you enjoyed the return of Ed Lover episode of the Premium Pete Show. I'm telling you, I can't wait till this dude puts out a book because someone who could tell stories that funny and have that type of memory. like People always ask me, like, what podcasting? Like, yo, when you have a guest that has like a memory, like, I remember July 7th, 1991, it was raining out. Like, yo, those are going to be the episodes that are special. So shout out to my brother, Ed Lover. Forever love and blessings sent his way. And Internet's. Peace and blessings and love and blessings sent to you and your family. And thanks for rocking out with me. Now, as I always say, if you want to advertise on The Premium Peach Show, big brand, small brand, big business, small, but whatever, email me, thepremiumpetechshow at gmail.com. Again, thepremiumpetechshow at gmail.com. Email me. We could get to talking and working. I could get you on other shows advertising. You could advertise on my show. We could help produce shows, script out shows, internets. We do it all. We've been in the game for a long time. So if you want to know about podcasting or need help or want to hire us or a team or a network, email me, show at gmail.com. Again, thanks for checking out the Return of Ed Lover episode. Subscribe to the Premium Peach Show on all streaming platforms and YouTube. And Instagram and Twitter, make sure you hit me up at Premium Pete, at Premium Pete Show. Let me know where, you, where, you know, where you're living, where you're resting at, and let me know what's going on. Um, as always, I just say, I, I know I keep on saying it, but I mean it. Peace and blessings to you and your family. I'll see you next episode. We got a bunch of great ones coming up. Cheer.